0: truly is our all, all in all. Amen? Let's look to the Lord. <clears throat> know you, Lord. To know you in the fellowship of your suffering. To know you in the power of your resurrection. You truly are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I give my all to you, for you are worthy to be praised. Father God, we come before you today asking that you might be with us this morning, that you might manifest your presence here. You might move heart to heart and breast to breast. Supplying the needs of your people. That you might send comfort where comfort is needed. That you might give hope, hope is needed. And Father God, after it is all, let we come to know you even better than we did yesterday. For the rest of our days, let us come to know you more and more. Father God, we come because we want to know you, we want to be like you because you are the best, and we give our all to you, for you and you alone are worthy, in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, church. Pastor Dave and the McMurray family is having a family weekend. I think Angel's oldest daughter was graduating from Annapolis. That's the program she was in. And the rest of them are just in. uh, They went to see her graduate yesterday. And they're attending church at Capitol Hill. In D.C., where uh, Mark Dyer is the pastor. So we just pray that they will 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 have a blessed family time today, amen, amen, and this weekend. Uh, So we are halfway through this series of the eight Central of this good soil training we've been in. and this time, this week, we're on Jesus. Let's just kind of review where we've been. We, we opened the series with God and who God is, that he is the self-existing one, that he was the one who stood out on nothing and called everything into existence. Amen? The Bible in Psalm 8 uh, the Bible in, in Psalm 24 says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So everything we see, God created. Amen? He created everything. He stood out with nothing to say. Let there be light. And there was light. He, he said, let the waters be separated. And there was waters in the permits of the air and waters on the ground. And there was dry ground. And he said, let there be vegetation. It was trees and herbs and fruit trees. And he said, let there be fowl of the air and fish of the sea and Cattle and animals on the earth. But that's who God is. He was the creator God that created everything. And then we went and talked about man. Everything that God created, he created for man. Everything he created, he spoke into existence. But with man, it was different. He, he formed man out of the dust of the ground and formed him to an image of himself. Because he says in Genesis 1:26, let us make man in our image and our likeness. So he formed him from the ground in the image of God and then breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul, that he might represent God on earth, that he might be God's representative, because he was in his likeness. And then we know sin in the world, right? Then the problem came. Sin was the third part we... Essential, we came to sin in the world and death by sin. For Romans says, For by one man sin entered the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. And we remember that Satan got into the serpent and Deceived Eve and Adam. And they sinned. But God had already kicked Satan out of heaven. Right? And I think this was before the God. Because this is, Satan is the God of this world. But God is just so amazing that he takes the lower form. That he might show the greater form his power. Let me show you what I mean in Psalm 8. Psalm 8 said, O oh Lord, O Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings thou hast adorned strength because of thy enemies. And thou mayest steal thy enemies and thy vengeance. When I consider thy heavens and the work of thy finger, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visiteth him? Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and has crowned him with glory and honor. Thou hast made him to have dominion over the work of thy hand
1: has put all things under
0: the feet. Yea, sheep ox, and beast of the field, fowl of the air, fish of the sea, and whatsoever, do the sea. Oh, rule, how excellent is thy name. Do you, you remember when he made, and he said you had dominion over everything he created. Be fruitful and multiply. We serve a good God. But sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, chaos came. And you remember when sin entered the world, they ran and hid from God. And God came looking for them like he comes looking for me. And he comes looking for you and said, Adam, where are you? And he said, I was naked and I hid myself from him. And said, who told you you was naked? God said, who told you you was naked? Did you, send, did you do what I told you not to do? And you, and you remember, Adam, plain deed. Eve blamed the serpent. We always want to blame somebody else for all my, our mistakes, amen. But, but it's it's me, it's me, oh Lord. Stand in the need, not only of prayer, but of your forgiveness. Turn, turn, turn to James
1: chapter one, verses
0: thirteen to fifteen. We have to take responsibility of our sin. He, he said, let no man, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither does he tempt any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And when sin, when it is finished, it brings forth death. So that brings us to uh, 4% which is death. Which Pastor Dave talked about last week. Sin always brings death. God put punishment Because God told Adam and Eve the day that they eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they will die. Spiritually, they die that day. They were separated from God. And eventually, they die physically. Listen, because of sin, we die. I had to preach one of my best friends from friend yesterday. But we we die day by day. Just just look at the mirror. And and you can see that you are dying. That your your hair is getting gray or falling out one or the other. And and you wake up in the morning and your bones crack and And you can't do the things you used to do? Sin brings death. Sin brings death. And it's because of Adam's sin that death is in the world. But God made a provision for us. Amen? Amen? Genesis three fifteen, when 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 Eve told, told the serpent, told God the serpent, feed me and I did eat. God says, I would put enmity between thee, talking to the serpent, really talking to Satan and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shall bruise. His hill. This is the first mention of Jesus Christ in our Bible. This is his predicting that Jesus Christ would come one day and will bruise Satan's. Satan will bruise his heel, but God would crush his head. On the cross, which is next week's essential. Satan brewed Jesus' heel. But on, when he rose from the dead, he crushed his head. Amen? This is, this is the first mention. This is God's remedy for the sin of the world. That Jesus Christ would come and be sin for me and sin for you. That he came to be sin for us, to die for our sins, that we might have a right to righteousness and to eternal life. He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be the righteousness of God. Oh, what a good God we serve. it's, It's what Pastor Dave keeps talking about, the substitutionary atonement. It's that great exchange I keep Talking about, he took my sinful life for his righteous life. So his his life was predicted. He was predicted. He was foretold all the way back in Genesis. Now let's look at his arrival. His arrival. In Galatians 4, 1 to 7, it says, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that they might receive the adoptions of sons. And because ye are sons," God has sent forth his spirit into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou are no more servants, but a son, and a son, then heir of God through Christ. In the fullness of time, at the right time, God always do things at the right time. He, he's a perfect timing God. He he might not the songwriter says he might not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. See, see, God sent forth in the fullness of time. God sent forth His Son when when the time was right. When when when. when, when Persecution was was there, and and Joseph and Mary had to move to Bethlehem for the census because it was predicted that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. When, When there was roads that were built that the gospel could be spread to the known world, because it was the Greeks who started building roads, and then the Romans perfected. It was prophesied that he would be hung on a tree. It was the Greeks that started crucifixion, but the Romans perfected it. So for all the predictions to come out, God had the right wait to the right time. So when the fullness of time came, God sent his son. And I'm going to tell you now, I don't know what you're praying for today, but when the fullness of time comes, God going to answer. Made of a woman. See, God told him in Genesis 3 that her seed will bruise your head satan's head the seed made of a woman i don't know a woman that has a seed but it was the right time because it was a virgin girl named mary that was a to joseph and the angel gabriel came to her and said mary Thou have been favored among women. And you're going to have a son. And she said, how could this be? Being though I'd never known a man. And he said, the angel of the Lord would come upon you. And the thing that you'd be birthed with would be the most holy one. So it was predicted. So he was predicted, and his mission would be to redeem those that were under the law, that they might receive the adoption of sin. He came for one reason one reason only, to redeem us, to buy us back from the sin market that we were in. Adam and Adam sold us into a sin market and we were bound in sin until Christ paid the price. It is the redemption ticket. Redemption means to buy back. It's the perfect picture of a pawn shop. You probably, most of you might not have ever dealt with a pawn shop. But if you don't have enough money and you need a couple of dollars, you can go to a pawn shop and pawn your watch or whatever you have. And they'll give you a redemption ticket. And that redemption ticket says that you have the authority to buy it back at that price. Jesus was our redemption ticket. Amen. To buy us out of the sin market. Because sin had to be paid for. Because of sin, God had to judge sin. And he judged Christ on the cross. That's why Christ cried out, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Because all the wrath of God fell on him. All the sin that I've committed, all the sin that you've committed, not only today, but past sins and future sins. He had to suffer. And he redeemed us. And he calls us to himself. And and, and he... By redeeming us, he not only redeemed us, he adopts us and calls us into his own family. And not only calls us sons, but makes us heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And the fullness of time would God, listen. You're waiting for God to do something good for you and bless you in a certain way. God said in the fullness of time, when not only will it bless you, but it will bless a multitude of people. See, God's always looking to bless more than just you. We're, we're, we're more concerned about me and mine. I want God to bless me and my, my little circle and my little clique. But God wants to bless Humanity, amen? So we see, now let's look at his eternal, so we see his arrival and his mission was to redeem us. Now let's look at his eternal estate in John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, that sounds like Genesis 1-1, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void and without form. But I, I come to beg that this predates Genesis 1-1. Okay? Because Genesis 1-1 talks about the creation of the earth. God always exists. He's the self-existing one. Even before God created the heavens and the earth, there was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things that was created was created by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. All right? He always existed. Always existed. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in dark, and the darkness comprehended not. God, Christ always existed. It was never a time when he wasn't. We, we, we sing in the song, He is the one who is and was and is to come. He, he's eternal. He has no beginning and no end. He writes in Revelation I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's eternal. And it was him who breathed life into us. It is he who gives light in the darkness of our life. Okay? Not only is says eternal state, but he is the God-man. He is the answer. He, He came into the world that he might Identify with me. So, so he, he was all God and all man, and all man at the same time. Look at verses. verse 11. Chapter 1. He came to his own and his own, life and life his life own received life. him not. He, 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 he came through. The Jewish nation, because it, it was always predicted from, there would be a king that would come from the line of David. Okay? So he came to his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the son of God, even them that believe on his name. So he came to his own Jewish nation and they rejected him. They, they, they were the one who said crucify him, crucify him. We will not have this man reign over me. The nation as a law as a whole but not all. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to be the sons of God. He to believe on his name which were born not of blood nor of the will of flesh nor of the will of man but of God he wasn't born from the will of flesh nor of the will of man but he was born because God predicted that he would be born he, 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 he predicted in Isaiah he said unto us a child will be born. Amen? He said, unto us a son is given. Unto us a child is given. Unto us a son. And he said, the word became flesh and dwell among us. We beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Oh, when he came, when he came, people seen him and felt him and they beheld his glory. He he was unique like no other. He's the only one who lived a perfect life. He's the only one who had a sinless life. And he was full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. He, he listen. He showed compassion and love, but he confronted sin at the same time. He exhibits his. He exhibits his grace and truth with the woman caught in adultery. Look, look at uh, John chapter eight, verses one through eleven. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. When, when, when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery. And very act. Now Moses and the law command that we that such shall be stoned. But what saith thou? He said this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. Now I don't know how you catch somebody court in the very act of adultery not unless you some kind of peeping tongue <laughs> huh I, I hate to be that explicit but
1: but he did that
0: that they might tempt him he said the law of Moses said that this woman deserves being stoned but the law of Moses said anyone courting in adultery Should be so. Why is she by herself? You can't commit adultery by yourself. Where's the man? This they said. Tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down. And with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up his hand. He lifted up himself and said, he that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning from the oldest until the least. And Jesus was alone with the woman standing. Twenty in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up his head, he saw the woman. He saw none but the woman. And he said unto her, woman, where are those that accuse thee? Has no man condemned thee? She said, no man, Lord. And Jesus says unto her, neither do go send no more. Go, go back up a little more. There you go. So he, here's this woman, court. And adultery, and they bring her to Jesus. And, and, and Jesus stoops down and right on the ground and ignores them, and he writes again. And, and there's a whole lot of speculation on what he wrote. Some says he wrote all the things that they were guilty of, that he might have wrote murder and uh, blaspheme and, and hypocrisy and gluttony. Another said he wrote all those who committed adultery with the woman. But the truth of the matter, we don't know what he wrote. Amen? But whatever he wrote, it was convicting. And it's funny. It says, as he wrote, they heard it." Isn't that what it said? And they which heard it being convicted of their own conscience. They heard it. He's writing, and they hear it. Know why? Because the word of God speaks to us. Amen. And it convicts us. And they were convicted of their own conscience and all went out one by one, from the oldest to the youngest. And then he says, Woman, where are your accusers? Does anyone accuse you? He said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Listen, God showed that woman compassion and forgiveness. He showed me compassion and forgiveness. He shows you compassion and forgiveness. But he says, go and sin no more. He's full of grace and truth. Oh, I'll forgive you for what you did. But it is against the standard. It is against the law. It is against God. Go and sin for more. John, in his letter, in 1 John chapter 2 says, my little children i write to you that you sin not but if you do sin we have an advocate with the father the lord jesus christ who is our propitiation for sins and not only ours but the sins of the world don't don't God, jesus is our advocate jesus is our way for sin he's the only thing that can redeem us from the sin in our life. He's the answer and the hope for all eternity. And he's full of grace and truth. He's loving enough to be gracious and forgive your sin, but he's truthful enough to call you out on your sin. That's why I love it. That's why he is the best. That's why he is my whole Because he's real. That he don't allow me to get away with my mess. See, I can get away with a few things between me and you. You know what I mean? I I, I can get over I, I can slide some things past my parents when I was growing up. But all things are naked and open before Christ. I, I can't get away with nothing with him because he sees it all. So he shows grace and truth to the woman caught in the dove. He, he shows grace and truth to the Samaritan woman. But t- turn back to, to John chapter 4. It, it, and it's, it's really a whole chapter. I'm going to kind of like summarize it. And you can follow through a little bit. This is what, what, what. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees. That Jesus had baptized more disciples than John. So, so he himself had baptized none, but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and must need go through Samaria. Then cometh he to the city, Samaria, which is called Sichar, near the partial of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. And therefore, being weary in his journey, he sat on the well, and it was about the sixth hour, around 3 o'clock noon, 2, 3 o'clock noon, there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus said to her, get me to drink. For his disciples going away to a city to buy me. Now, now, you have to understand the, 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 the animosity and the hatred between the Jews and the Samaritans. It, it was racial tension there. More than any racial tension we have ever experienced in this country. It, it was, they hated, a Jew would walk 20 miles out of his way to go around Samaria. But Jesus says, I must need through Samaria, And he comes to Jacob's well. And it's about the sixth hour and he meets this Samaritan woman there. Now most, most women went to the well early in the morning before sun came up. But this woman comes at the six hour at high noon, in the noon, the heat of the day, around two o'clock in the afternoon. Because this woman had a bad reputation and she didn't want to hear all the gospel around the ward of court. You know how you talk, she, she didn't want to hear all the latest about her business. So she goes when nobody else is there. And, and Jesus meets her and, and, and asks the woman for a drink. And, and the woman says, you being a Jew asks me for a drink? Because the Jews and the Samaritans don't have no Dealings with each other. Not unless I'm a man and you're a woman. And Jesus says, if you knew who I was, then you would ask me for a drink, and I would give you something to drink that you would never thirst again. And the woman says, well, wait a minute. You don't even have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. Are you greater than Jacob that drunk from the well? And his sons and his cattle? And Jesus says, if you drink from this water, you're going to have to thirst again. But the water that I will give you, you will never thirst again. Because it would be in you springing up like a well of living water. And the woman said, give me this living water where I don't have to thirst no more. And Jesus says, go call your husband. Go call your husband. So he, he dealt with the racial issue. Now he wants to confront her about her percentage. said, go go to your husband. She said, I have no husband. He said, you said right you have no husband. You have had five husbands. And the one you have now is not your own. And she said, wow. I perceive you are a prophet. And, and she tried to Get around the subject and want to talk about religion. She says, now, the Jews says we say that this mountain is where we worship, and the Jews say that Jerusalem is the place to worship. She says, woman, I tell you, the hour has come, and now is that the true worshipers would not worship in this mountain or in Jerusalem. But must worship in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such that would worship him in spirit and in truth. And then this is where I want to get to. So so his disciples come back and see him talking to the Samaritan woman. But they don't say nothing. They're they're at all like, what is he doing talking to her? He knows who she is, but they don't say nothing. And the woman leaves her water pots and go back to the town and tell the man, come See a man. Come, see a man that has told me everything that I've ever done. Come, come, see a man. Oh, it gets better than that. Look at verse thirty, thirty-nine. So she goes back and witnesses. Oh those people in her town that, that had been talking about her at the water cooler she said come see a man look at verse 39 42 and many of the Samaritans of the city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified he told me everything I've ever did, so, when the Samaritans had come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them. And he abode there two days. And many more believed before him. Now we believe not because of what thou sayest, for we have heard him before ourselves, and we know that this indeed is. The Savior of the world. Listen. It's the word of God that saves. Amen. You, you, you can hear from me. You from Pastor Dave. Or you can hear from some other pastor. But it's the word of God. You, or you can hear for yourself. The Bible said, faith come by hearing. And hearing the word of God. We have the word of God. Amen. So he shows compassion to this woman. And by her receiving him, she becomes a disciple of Jesus Christ and witness for him. Amen. And and that's what he wants to do in my life. That's what he wants to do in your life. That you hear the word of God, that you're convicted of your sin, and you see this transformation in your life. You go and tell the world, come see a man. Come, Come see a man that's told me everything I've ever done. Hebrews says, and this just came to me. The word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing the soul and thunder, and the joints and marrow, and the discerner of the heart, the intent of the heart. Not only does it read, you read it, it reads you. It's a two-edged sword. You read it, but it reads you. Because it convicts you of your sin. It's the word of God that let me know that things are wrong. Amen? So So it's, it's the word of God that's truth and grace. So therefore, listen. As we are his disciples and we're called to make disciples, we don't have all the answers, do we? I don't have all the answers. Pastor Dave don't have all the answers. Your your favorite Bible teacher don't have all the answers. But we do have our testimony, you know? and we can have the testimony, the same testimony that the man born blind had. In, in, in John chapter 9, turn to John chapter 9, I can get out your way. And I'm, and I really want to get to verse 25, so I'll, I'll summarize it. Um, Jesus was passing by and saw a man that was born blind. And, and Jesus, and his disciples said, Jesus, who sinned that this man was born blind? Him or his parents? And Jesus said, neither. This was done that you might see the glory of God. And then Jesus made the first medical salve, spit on the ground, and made a salve and rubbed on his eye. Took dirt, spit on it, rubbed it together, and rubbed on a man's eye. And, he be- and told him to go wash in the pool of Siloam, and the man came seeing. And his neighbor says, how are you seeing?" And he says, Jesus, this man Jesus, spit on the ground and wiped on my eyes. I washed in the pool, as he told me, and now I'm not sick. And then Nate goes to the Pharisee, and the Pharisee says, how do you sing? And this was done on the Sabbath. And he tells the Pharisees the same thing. This man Jesus spit on the ground, rubbed it, and rubbed it on my eyes. I washed and now I see. So he said, "Who is this man, Jesus?" He he must be a sinner, because he did he broke the Sabbath. The man said, "I I don't know. All I know that now I see." So they, so they called the boy's parents the man's parents. They said, is this your son that was born blind? How does he now see? And the parent says, yes, this is our son. And yes, he was born blind. But how he now see? We don't know. Ask them. He's a because they were scared of the Jews that they were going to put them out of the synagogue. So they called the boy back, the man back, and he says, Give God, verse 24. Verse 24 says, Then again call they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man's a sinner. And the man answered, He answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I know not. One thing I know, Is where I was blind, now I see. That's what he said. All I know is I used to be caught in sin, stuck in sin, and now Jesus has come into my life. And I was blind with sin, but Jesus came into my life. And now I see. And I don't know about you. But that's all you need to know. Is that now since Jesus come in your life, you can see a little clearer. Amen? You you can tell that story, right? So why haven't you? And this is our memory verse. This is where we're going to end. See, and I... Kind of like, I could stay here for, for hours in the Gospel of John. Um, and, and John is, this is our memory verse, and it, it's, it's a cap. It, it just summarized why John was written, the Gospel of John. Chapter 20, verse 30 and 31. And many other signs truly did Jesus, the presence of his disciples, which are not written in the book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and in believing you might have life through his name. Oh, listen, in John chapter 21, he said, if everything that Jesus did was written, it wouldn't be enough books in the world to contain it. But these are written that you may believe. And then believe that you might have life in His name. We have life because of Jesus. Amen. And He wants to live His life through us. Amen. But we have to get self out of the way. Amen. Paul says, I, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Christ died for us that we might live for Him. So whether we live or die. We live unto the Lord. Amen? We're his. We've been brought with a price. We are not our own because we've been brought with such a price. We can't live for just ourselves anymore. We have to live for him so that the world can see with himself that there is a Savior, that He does make a difference. Amen. So I thank you for your time, and I ask that you go and tell a dying world come see a man, come see a man that's able to change your life who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask to think. Come say amen. Amen.